Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. For my drama school graduation project, I wrote and starred in a one-woman show. The pl- she doesn't sound like this. No. I sound like the Dowager <laughs> Countess. <laughs> hey, y'all. This is Joy Marie. And I'm Courtney. This is Joblogs. Welcome back. Welcome to another edition of Candid Career Conversation. Yes. Group chat, girlfriends, career, confidants. We are navigating this thing with y'all one day at a time. And coming up, we, we're we getting to some real adult stuff. Yes. Because it's tax season. Mm-hmm. Which is when you feel most like an adult is trying to fill up that tax Listen. <laughs> So we are talking all about how you spend your coins with millennial money expert Tanya Rathley of MyFab Finance. She's rolling through to drop some knowledge on how we can make our money work for us. So stay tuned. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start off with a quick clock in mm-hmm. to see how you know each of us is doing in the world. Yes. Joy, yes. how are you doing in the world? I am doing swell. Um, girl, what are you doing with your refund check? Because I... <laughs> I have plans, mostly around um, debt elimination and reduction and being very responsible. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking a lot about that because it is my 30th birthday year. Yes, mine as well. Oh, yes, yes. So, you know, I'm trying to make more adult decisions, be better, and set up, you know, set up my future now. Mm -hmm. So thinking about paying off my debt, that's a huge uh, priority for me, mainly my credit card debt. Nice. And then, you know, student loans, I kind of feel like that's just like a part of life I have to accept. Yeah. But I do make pretty aggressive payments on them. Yeah. So, um, that, but I have to say, girl, real rent <laughs> kicking my butt. So um, for those of y'all who don't know, I was paying... I had a, a pretty Pennies. sweet setup. Pennies she was before. paying. <laughs> so this new apartment is definitely market rate, and I am feeling it. So uh-huh. it's, um, but I welcome it because I think it's making me make more responsible money decisions yeah. too. Like I definitely scroll past flight deals mm-hmm. and Groupon <laughs> regularly. You know, I'm taking the subway a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you know we're getting there. Yeah. What about you? Um, I am saving. Well, I'm I'll be moving oh, yes. in April, so I'm saving half for that good security mm. deposit, mm-hmm. and then the other half I really that Mac, my poor MacBook. <laughs> she she likes to blink out. Aww. She likes to shut down at it's random time. times. It's so time. I always get new Apple products with my tax check. Mm, <laughs> who can good, afford them? Listen. That's a good Lord and Steve Jobs above. <laughs> so that's what I'll be doing. And I feel you on just like being more cognizant about how we spend like my student loans from grad school, which they're not that crazy. Mm-hmm. But I still I don't like it. I don't yeah. like knowing that they're there. But so. you know, what? you're so good with money. You actually taught me to kind of like get on mint and get a snapshot of everything that's going on. Yeah. Because Lord knows I used to like to not look and then, you know, get surprised when the bills come in. So it's nice to just see the snapshot and face it head on. Yeah, that's my basic advice to anybody when they're having. It's just like you have to just pay attention, be involved. Mm -hmm. And like, no, I know where every cent is going. I know. I'm not there Even if it's not responsible, (laughs) I just know like, okay, that's where it went. And once you know better, you do better. True. All right, but I'm sure we're going to have much more to talk about (laughs) um, about those coins. So let's get into the show. Let's do it. All right, guys, it's time for Rants, Raves, and Reviews. This is the segment of the show where we share a product, tool, service that's enhancing or taking away from our professional lives. Mm -hmm. Courtney, you're up. What are you doing today? I'm raving, Love and I'm it. raving about something for my past okay. uh, that has researched <laughs> recently because I've been becoming more and more interested in real estate. Mm. And so as I'm like listening to different podcasts and reading different blogs, this book keeps resurfacing. And mm. I read it when I was in like middle school. Okay. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, you read that in middle school, girl? 
Yeah, my my mom <laughs> has a banking background, so this it, y'all it were expl- not playing around. It explains a lot about. I love it. <laughs> um, so, but the book, it, I mean, it's a classic. But I was surprised that like people in real estate, they kept saying like, "This is the book that changed my life." Really? Yes. In real estate? Yes. Okay, tell us so, about it. I'm not familiar. Um, I have not read it. So it's by Robert Kiyosaki. Okay. Uh, and the premise of the book is that he grew up with his dad who was poor. Mm. Um, and then he had a father figure that was a rich, that mm. um, became one of the richest people um, in his town. Mm. So he kind of contrasts the different ways they approach life and money. So I pulled out a few of the lessons that kind of stood out. Um, from the book, okay. feel free to peruse at your leisure. Okay. But one of them is, it's not how much money you make, it's how much money you keep. Mm. And it talks about how you need to make, we just discussed this, learning how <laughs> to manage money a priority. Mm. Like, not, not just about yeah. getting more, but like yeah. doing the most of what you have. Yeah. So I love that. Um, another thing that he says, the poor and the middle class work for money. The rich have money work for them. Mm. So Come he on now. discusses how rich people generally, they own their own business or they work on commission mm. or they choose stock options and profit sharing over a higher salary. So they're very much concerned with what's in the asset column, mm. like more than what's in their income column. Like what's going to generate more money down the road. Um, so that's great. And then... The last thing that I really love that I'll share is that he said one dad had a habit of saying, I can't afford it. The other dad forbade those words to be used. He insisted Mm. I ask, how can I afford it? Mm. One is a statement and the other is a question. One lets you off the hook and the other forces you to think. Mm. Mm. So just kind of rethinking about how you approach money, how you view it. I love that. I love that. And, you know, these the, the wealth generation point there about, like, making money work for you versus mm-hmm. working for your money. I have been kind of paying a little bit more attention to that with time as well. Mm. The rich don't hustle 24-7. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and they it's like when your money's sleep. working for you, yeah. you find ways to generate passively. So it's definitely something I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm going to have to check it out. For sure. Now, what about you, Joy? I am doing a rave as well, um, and I am raving a little app called Digit. Hmm. So Digit basically automates your savings and lets you connect a bank account. I think it has to be a checking account. Um, And what it'll do is, I think, every day or pretty, with, with regular cadence, it'll just pull small and noticeable amounts of money from that account hmm. and store it in a separate savings account. And so it's perfect for like, you know, if you just kind of want to be saving a little bit here mm-hmm. and there in your sleep. It's I kind of equate it to like the coin under the couch or the piggy yeah. bank. It's, it's, how do they determine like how much to take? They look, so they look holistically at the amount that you have in the account and mm-hmm. they try to do like minor amounts. I don't really know the algorithm to mm-hmm. like what, you know what that is on a day-to-day basis but you know for my digit i've seen increments of like six dollars three dollars here and there pretty small um, denominations of money just going and i don't notice them like i truly don't notice it leaving my checking account so it's getting a lot digit is getting a lot of sort of praise because people really love just kind of that passive element of Mm -hmm. it and you really sort of set it and forget it so that when you're planning a big trip or, you know, you are thinking about buying something or investing in something, you just have this separate account mm-hmm. that's not tied to your bank accounts. You don't have the temptation to just, like, easily transfer it over yeah. from your savings to your checking, as I used to do many times in the past. Um, and then you can also access it anytime. So it's all an app. It's all app-based. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the digit app. It, if I go to it, it looks literally like an iMessage conversation telling me, hey, we just transferred oh, that's cute. this amount of money into your digit account. And so, you know, check it out. I do this not as my single savings solution. Mm-hmm. It's one of my many savings solutions. So I have my primary checking and savings through my bank. And then I have a separate credit union account where I direct deposit mostly my rent. Um, oh, nice. And then a set amount for savings there just because my credit union is impossible <laughs> to access. Yeah. And then I also have the digit. So okay. it's just like I think of digit more as sort of the... I forgot about it spending money. Yeah. So like if I'm going on a trip or something, yeah. I'll be like, oh wait, I have like five hundred dollars in digit. I'll use that. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I'll check it out.
All right, guys, welcome back. We are so excited for today's roundtable segment. We're joined by Tanya Rapley, who's a nationally recognized millennial money expert and the founder of the award-winning site MyFab Finance. You may know it. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a long time coming. Yes, we're so excited to have you. And now Tanya (laughs) is legit. She got credentials all around. For those who are unfamiliar, you're about to get familiar. She was deemed the new face of wealth building by Black Enterprise Magazine and was selected as a modern history maker by TV One. Her mission is really to help millennial women break the cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and look fabulous while doing it. Amen. Okay, because we are all about that. So, Tanya. Yes. It's tax season. Mm-hmm. Some of us are getting a refund check. Some of mm-hmm. us owe money, but a lot of oh, us are Lord. thinking about money <laughs> right now. You think about what you owe or what you're getting. It's one of the two. Yeah. Right. And so we thought this would be like a good time to really just take inventory of our finances and figure out like how we can really optimize and maximize our savings um, and also our spending habits to just, you know, be better fully functional adults. Right. So I think our first question off the bat is like, how do we make the most of, if we're getting a little something back, how do we make the most of this little nice lump sum payment that we're getting? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, long gone are the days where I get money back. Um, and that's the thing about being an entrepreneur. Oh, it's really? so funny because. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, it's so funny because now I look at tax season like, I don't want to say disgruntled because I enjoy having my business and the flexibility and freedom, but that little lump sum adds mm. up. And even though it's, you know, a lot of people say, you know, it's money, it's not free money, it's money that the government took an excess of yes. tax wise from you and they're giving it back to you. For some people, that's the best way that they save money, especially for people who aren't natural savers or aren't automatic yeah. savers. And so when you think about that, you think about the income that you bring in or the, the bonus, you might want to call it your little tax bonus or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that first it's important for people to assess their financial situation and identify if they're in a good place financially or if they have room for improvement. Because if there's room for improvement, then you have to identify those areas that you like to improve on. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have enough money in savings, yeah. then you want to use your tax refund as like maybe to add a little boost to your savings, give you a jump start, um, add a lump sum, and then continue to build on that. Especially if you're looking to make any type of life transition, you want to make sure that you build a solid savings foundation. Um, or if there, you know, if your student loans are in arrears or, you know, if debt collectors are calling you mm-hmm. and you're behind on debt, then you want to take care of your debt as well. I always recommend prioritizing saving over debt repayment. And I'm sure we'll get really? into that down the line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, both are important, but at the end of the day, your savings are what help you in an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. Like That's debt true. is money you already spent. You can't oh. respend debt. <laughs> Like you're not you're, you're not the federal government. You can't respend your debt, yeah. and so uh, it's important for people to make sure that they have enough money and savings to cover a general emergency. I know there are larger ones that we can't plan for, but you know if you own a car and your car breaks down, or you get yeah. hit with a supply bill, for you know if you have children, your student, your child's class trip, or something like that, you know just to have that money set aside. Um, so. Next is paying down debt or taking care of any past due balances that you might have. So if you're behind on your rent, you're behind on your phone bill, or you have outstanding debts, using a portion of that to pay towards it. But then I also don't believe in deprivation. Like that's a big mm-hmm. thing in my fat finance. And I, I think either, that girl. I don't either. <laughs> you, I'd be on the you gotta skim. <laughs> yeah, you gotta skim a little bit off the top for yourself. Uh, because it's one of those things, it's like dieting or anytime we try to abstain from yeah. things um, abruptly, you end up acting out and overspending or overeating or overdoing mm-hmm. or just doing too much. And so it is important to skim off the top for yourself, whether that's invest. I, it, For me, if I'm going to skim, it's reinvesting in myself in some way or fashion. So it might be investing in a class that I've wanted to take. Or it might be doing something that's a little R&R for me, whether it's mm-hmm. purchasing a Groupon and going to the spa and getting a facial. Like, whatever yeah. that is, you do want to skim a little bit off the top for yourself. Um, and then, yeah. In, for, I yeah. to ask you why we're in the, like, saving versus investing versus, you know, having, like, a, some, a fun fun, mm-hmm. if you will. How I do like I that. decide how much of that money I should save? Like, how do I determine, like, what's a good 
rainy day fun amount for me. Yeah, because I think that's really subjective. I mean, some of us, you know, we have a little $500 in the account or 200 yeah. and we're like, I'm good. <laughs> but well, others, well, you know, are saving six months of yeah. their rent. So how do you set that bar? Yeah. And so now are we talking about savings in general or are we talking about a fun fund? Because those are two different <laughs> types of saving strategies. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your savings, okay, so let's go ahead and get this out. Your savings account, like your emergency fund, your emergency fund is not for emergency fund. Like I think a lot of people, so a lot of people do commingle the fund fund and the savings fund, and it is different. Um, Sometimes it can be challenging to set up multiple buckets, but I think one of the things I love about a lot of the fintech companies now is they're setting up these accounts where you can create multiple buckets. You can like simple has where you can put money in like mm. your trip fund and you can also put money over here and put money over there. And your money just spread out. Yeah. Um, that's important. But in gen- general savings, so I'm not, I'm not your typical financial educator. And um, when I think about general savings, general emergency savings, especially for someone who is relatively stable in their job, doesn't have children, doesn't have a lot of responsibilities or someone who is younger in their career, um, Think about like what an emergency is for you. And I would mm. say like aim to have at minimum $2,500 mm. at minimum $2,500 because that can cover a general emergency. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, it even, I mean, and, it, and you also have to look at your lifestyle yeah. because if you're someone whose rent is, you know, let's say $1,400 a month versus someone whose rent is $3,500 a month, like right. your savings fund needs to be different. Your savings account needs to be different because your expenses are a lot more. And just yeah. the event of emergency, you're going to need to cover those expenses. Yeah. So, the, uh, so, you so wanna- if I'm hearing you, that one fund is really for like necessary, like life bills, like emergencies like that, where you are going to need to tap into that money to cover your basics versus your fund, yeah. fund is for like disposable spending. It's not for like Coachella tickets. No, it's <laughs> not. It's not for, you know, the lineup just released and Beyonce's headlining. <laughs> Let me go ahead and take this money out. Like it's not for that. Okay, it's, cool. you know, flat tire, car gets towed, gotcha. those things. Okay, gotcha. So going back to prioritization of all of these, cause I know we, we jumped around a bit. So we talked a little bit about savings and now you're talking about how to prioritize debt over savings how do you think about that like if i'm somebody the bills are due first of the month i got that coming in but i'm also i don't have anything in my savings and i also have a lifestyle that may be expensive that i'm trying to maintain how do Mm -hmm. i pause and figure out what to do and what to tackle first yeah and that's that's a lot of people right that's a lot of people's reality um and (laughs) and so I, I, the reason I always tell my clients to prioritize savings over debt elimination is that the reason that most people generally get into a financial crunch or a financial bind is because they don't have savings. Mm. Uh, and then people in the absence of savings, they begin to take out debt, whether that be um, that, you know, be prime debt, whether yeah. it's credit cards or, you know, payday loans and title loans. They begin to take out debt and then they get into the cycle where they aren't able to build their safe, they aren't able to dig themselves out of this ditch because they don't have savings for the next emergency, but the next emergency happens yeah. and they're still paying that back that previous debt. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, so that's, that's kind of how important. I got into my credit card debt mm-hmm. situation because I wasn't really mm-hmm. saving for years. And yeah, I mean, an emergency happens in your credit card yeah. is, 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 your, is your savings fund, yeah. but that has to get paid back and with interest. Right. And so it's important to be building a savings account or building, you know, putting money aside regularly. Like, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Digit, but yeah, I think the yeah. world, most people yes, have heard about Digit. about them. Yeah, Digit is awesome because you forget the money is there often. Um, but it shouldn't be your primary savings account, but it definitely can be a supplemental savings account option. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in building however you can, if you have to start small, start with your tax return, which is great. So you have that lump sum and then you can contribute a smaller amount monthly and then pay down your debt. So then if you use your tax return to build your savings then you can use your monthly income to pay down debt mm. because you have a, a small cushion. Okay. And so, yeah, it's just like, you can't, I always, when I'm talking to people, say you call the credit card company today and you know, you have an influx of money. You're like, you know what? I want to pay $1,200 on my credit card. I'm feeling good today. Let's go ahead and do this. <laughs> so you pay it off and you pay that, that $1,200 but then something happens next week. Like you can't call Discover 
and say discover. Let me get that I need that money back. I need to hold my money. Like, Listen, you can't do that. I have tried. I have gone on like <laughs> cancel, abort, cancel, stop, give it back. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. But, and so the best, uh, the best, and then you'll end up borrowing again and then paying interest on what you borrowed yeah. rather than being you know, a thousand dollars in your savings account and then paying 200 and 200 and 200 yeah. eventually you pay that off. Now, a debt, that debt repayment strategy might not work for someone who is looking to significantly decrease their debt to income ratio because mm -hmm. they're looking to a home or whatever it may be. Right. But still, if you don't have money in savings, you're not buying a home anyway, because <laughs> like true. it doesn't matter what your DTI is if you can't afford the, if you don't have the down payment and aren't able to close closing, closing costs and everything associated. True. So let's say I have, I've saved a little money mm -hmm. and now I'm ready to tackle this debt. How do I prioritize what debt to pay off? Do I go with like the higher interest debt? Do I go with like what's a small balance and I can knock out really quickly? Mm -hmm. What do I do? <laughs> you do what works for you. In all honesty, we know what type of people we are. We know what kind of personality type we have. So there are some people who are extremely practical and they're going to organize their debt from the highest interest rate down to the lowest and pay the highest interest rate debt because that is what's costing them the most money. Mm -hmm. Those, you know, that works for that type of personality. But then there are some of us who get discouraged easily and we yeah. need to see when. And that's when the snowball method comes in play. Yes. And I think that, <laughs> no, yeah. I think the snowball method works for a lot of people because you get these small wins. Like I have the Triumph Club which is my free Facebook community. And we were, um, a lot of the women in there are paying off debt. Yes, and I'm a member, like, card carrier member. <laughs> Hello, champion. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, and people are sharing, like, I paid this credit card off this month, I paid this one. It helps you build that momentum. Yeah. And it also helps empower you to realize you can take control of your finances. And so I say, you know, it depends on what type of personality you are. But I will say now, if you have any debt that's past due, or if you have anything, you know, where you need to become current mm. debt that's past due and not collections debt, but open accounts that are past due come first. Mm. And then you can do the, um, the snowball or the, um, the interest repayment, whatever works best for you. Uh, now debt that's already in collections, that's completely different. I feel like that's for a credit conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. This is helpful. So we're getting our savings together. We're putting a little pool together. The fun fund is separate. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Um, and we're tackling our credit card debt. That's great. What are some ways, like, once we're starting to get in that groove and we got a positive money situation going, how can we make our money work for us a little bit more? Um, are there things we should be thinking about to make our refund stretch or, you know, start investing potentially? What are some other things we can think about in terms of, you know, really making our money work? I feel like that's a layered question <laughs> so let's, let's let's get into these layers okay um so as far as making your refund money work for you uh, investing in yourself i think i don't know how either of you ever like invested in a course or use your refund to kind of be like you know what we're going to incorporate this business or do whatever we need to do mm. or have you used your refund for those purposes before not yet but well it's a good I way to use mine it for this year so <laughs> You it's a good way. Okay, yeah. Like so that. for example, for you, if you wanted to buy, you know, podcasting equipment or whatever it may be, yeah. or invest in um, some type of software that will help take job blocks to the next mm. level, uh, investing in yourself or investing in your businesses or your side hustles is a great way to make your money grow. Mm. I always say you're not like, and I know me and I know Tanya and like, that's an investment I can bank on. Cause I know I'm gonna get it done. I know yeah. I'm going to get what I said. I want to get done. You can bank on yourself sometimes more than you can bank on the market. Yeah. But so even if there's a class or a course or something that's going to help you take your career to the next level, a certificate program you've been eyeing, that's a good way to use your refund because then that hopefully increases your, um, what you bring to potential clients or your employer and you can demand more. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Listen, you guys know we've been talking a lot about intention in 2017 and manifesting our greatness. Have you been sitting on an epic idea or a project and you're just scared to get started? Is it a blog, maybe a professional portfolio, a new product or service, an idea that the world needs to hear? Well, we want you to stop putting it off and get started today. Squarespace offers a unique domain experience that's fully transparent and simple to set up, flexible for any kind of website. With Squarespace, you can create a beautiful website or online store with an award-winning template. Plus, Squarespace provides award-winning 24-7 customer support. Make your next move. Get your unique domain and create a beautiful website with Squarespace. Sign up for a 14-day free trial today. Use offer code JOBLOGS for 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. We can't wait to see what you create. So that's one way to do it. Um, the next the next thing to consider is I have Ebates and um, let's just roll with Ebates. It's an online website where you can get money for shopping online. So you earn cash back for your purchases online. And Groupon mm. is one of the ones that has a really good cash back rating. Mm. So say you're like, hey, I want to um, cheat myself and go on a vacation. Like, make sure you have Ebates because you get cash back on that purchase that you made. Mm. So you pay $900 for your trip, but you might get 9% back on that money that you spent. Oh, wow. And so that's like the money that you spend, or if you're already going to spend it, make sure that you're looking at um, websites and online platforms available that can help you earn cash back on the purchase you're already going to buy. Mm. So that, that's another way. Um, if you haven't been, if you aren't investing, that is also your tax return is a great time, great time to invest it. Um, with an advisor or any entry level funds or anything that you're interested in, because that's the one time you might have a lump sum mm. where you can add that minimum investment amount. So mm. for some people, they don't invest because they can't meet that minimum investment amount. They can do the monthly payments to like fit or investments to like $50, but they don't have a thousand or 1500 or 2,500 to get started. Yeah. So that's also a good time to start out investments outside of your workplace for a one K. Got it. Awesome. Those are great. Mm-hmm. And they're practical. You know, it, it doesn't say it doesn't suck up your entire tax refund. Like that's, Yeah. Because that's, that's, you know, last yeah. year I was <laughs> I was the cold turkey girl. I was the girl that went completely extreme. I was in your um, it was the banish the balance challenge, which is now the triumph club of <laughs> yours. And I think I used my whole tax refund on my debt, like the whole thing. Oh, really? Yeah, like no spending money left over. And I was just doing the math the other day because I've been paying it off um, since then. But I've also uh-huh. been spending a little bit. And I was I was looking at literally like the net, you know, amount mm-hmm. of debt I'd paid off. And it was like less than what I put down that time because of my spend and the interest and all of that. So yeah. I completely support that, like idea of like not going too hard at one time because if you're not balancing that yeah. and pacing yourself yeah it can just you know negate all your efforts so it, balance is so important it is and I know that some people there are people out there who are radical or who are really aggressive and like no you got to use it all <laughs> and I think I think even as a financial educator I do a disservice to anyone that I'm working with or audiences I speak to by taking harsh stances of that nature because yeah. what we're one person doesn't work for the next person. Yeah. And like you said, you ended up acting out and <laughs> money throughout the year. And I would rather someone do something they're comfortable with than do something just for that moment and then act out down the line and yeah. cost them more money. Yeah. yeah. Real. So I think we, we were talking a little bit about long-term saving. If my employer doesn't have like a retirement planning program, do you have any recommendations uh, for how I can start saving for even though no one retires anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> down the road. Yeah. Th- so that is the good thing about where we are right now. I think in technology is FinTech companies are popping up left and right. I cannot even keep track of all the different robo advisor companies that are popping up and providing people with a service that was once, I would say designated for higher income or mm-hmm. higher network individuals. So you can get started with a robo-advisor for as little as $250. And when I say a robo-advisor, that is an online website or a software where they develop their own algorithm Mm -hmm. um, geared to investing 
and they manage your portfolio for you versus you having an actual financial advisor or a portfolio individual oh, like, portfolio. A, like a wealth front or something like that yeah so sure. i think bright peak financial does it um motif is one of my favorites because motif they allow you like 250 dollars is what you need to start and then they allow you to invest in pieces of companies so if you go to the, to the stock market or go through an advisor to purchase stock you can't say um well apple is trading at what Ooh, 190 like i just want half of apple like you can't do that <laughs> But with Motif, you can do that, and they allow you to put fractions of stocks in your portfolio. So it's M-O-T-I-F. Um, that's one of my favorite products out. Betterment is also really well known for um, their robo-advisors. It requires more to um, buy into mm -hmm. Betterment, mm -hmm. but it's also one of those things like if you leave your job and you want to roll over your 401k into IRA, they would also be willing to receive those funds and roll it over into Betterment gotcha. so you could do your minimum. So um, I, I think that just researching what robo-advisors are out there uh, is, is a really good way to get started if you don't have a workplace retirement plan or you want to supplement what you have with your workplace retirement plan. Got it. So you do you do condone, we've talked about the emergency savings, savings for big investments. You do support like the notion of still having that nest egg for retirement or later down the line? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. Because um, I mean, all of us would hope that, you know, we we're still working in retirement, but everyone has different ambitions. And yeah. I think that, you know, I think that we're different. Like we can't look at the rest of the world as being like us because yeah. everybody doesn't have entrepreneurial ambitions or everybody hasn't figured out what they're passionate about. Right. And when you hate your job, the last thing you want to think about is continuing to work. You just want to mm -hmm. save money. Mm -hmm. Um, or that's your game plan. Yeah. And so, um, I think that it, for others, it is important to have that nest egg, but even if you don't plan to retire, it's a good, you know, it's a good additional income to come in yeah. and you can just invest the proceeds from it or whatever it may yeah. be. Yeah. So I think it's, it's your younger self's responsibility to take care of your future self mm. and never know what our future self is going to need look like. Uh, we don't know what our responsibilities are going to be. You know, those of us who want to have children, we don't know how awesome our children are going to be. Yeah. If they're going to be financially dependent, you never know. Yeah. So it's important to start planning now while you can instead of regretting because you can't get younger. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for sharing these insights with us. I have one more question before we let you go. And I was just thinking that people have such complicated relationships with money. Mm. And I wonder, like, do people who are good at saving, do they view money differently? Like, did you Ooh. ever have to kind of, like, switch your mindset to be a better saver? Like, how can we adjust how we think about money to be better with it? Um, so full transparency moment, like I'm still working on addressing my attitude towards saving. Um, I got into my fat finance because I needed financial help and I just didn't feel like there was help speaking to the woman that I am at the time that I created my platform. Um, and so savings is something that I struggled with early on. And it just became one of those things where I had to make it invisible for myself. Um, if you If you realize that saving is a problem for you, you have to continue to do it, but make sure you create a separate savings account and make it inconvenient. Yeah. So my savings account is with One United um, because, you know, Bank Black. So it's with One United. And I don't ever look at that account. I don't have it online. I don't have it connected to any of my accounts online to receive money. I don't have it connected to any of my account monitoring softwares or anything like that. So I kind of forget the money is there Ooh, and that's like a not connecting it to your yeah. account monitoring software because you know yeah. I got all mint so I like to see all my accounts but my credit union I did the same thing Tanya where I was like let me put my savings in an account that is really difficult to touch I don't even have a debit card I don't know how to get to it um, but I see it in my mint. So I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, when you see it, when you see it, it taunts you. Yeah. But when you don't see it, like sometimes, even as an entrepreneur, sometimes I'll forget it's there, you know, so if cash flow is tight mm. for the month and I'll be like, oh man, like, you know, over here just figuring out, like trying to piece things together and figuring it out, I'm like, wait a minute, I forgot. I have money over here. Or sometimes awesome. I'll figure it out and then remember I had money over in my in my other accounts. And, and so oh, for people money that you can forget about, that must be <laughs> but nice. and it really, you do like it's 
y'all, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, and so to say that there's money aside that I forget about is, is great. And I know that my grandfather who saved really well is proud to hear me say that. Mm. But so you have to understand your personality. It's like, you have to be honest with yourself. If you're a great saver and you have discipline or if you're disciplined and you're very committed to a goal and you're that type of person who's like, no matter what happens, you're committed to your goal then you might not need to create barriers around touching the money in your savings. Yeah. You might not need to make it automatic. Um, but if you are, there are ways to get around that by make, creating an inconvenient savings account so that you have to think twice about tra- using the money that you've saved and set aside. And lastly, just to answer your question um, from a, a little more in detail, a lot of experts will say what you need to do and what you're supposed to do, but nobody knows your situation better than you. Mm. And I would rather someone start small and say, well, I can only save 10% of my income this month, or I can only, only save 5% of my income and do that regularly. Then someone continuously overextends themselves and say, no, I'm saving 30% of my income, mm-hmm. but you're tapping into that 30% every, to get you to the next payday. Mm-hmm. Like you do something, <laughs> do something <laughs> that you can Yeah. Like do something that doesn't hurt as much initially and build up that savings muscle and then ramp up on a more aggressive saving strategy. But out the gate, you might be dooming yourself to failure by doing more than you're mentally ready to do savings-wise. Love it. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for taking the time to mm-hmm. share your gems and invaluable knowledge with us tonight. Where can our audience connect with you for more amazing resources and support as they embark on their financial journey? Absolutely. They can connect at myfabfinance.com. We have a really great start here page that tells you about everything that we have available, including the Facebook community that Joy Marie and I have spoken about. We also have um, the free ebook, Seven Life-Changing Money Tips. And if you go to the resources page of our website, there's also a lot of freebies, webinars, et cetera, that we're adding to daily. And then we have the Banish the Balance Challenge, which is a debt elimination challenge that has helped over 5,000 people pay off more than $250,000 worth of debt um, yes, starting in today. <laughs> so that's available. That's totally free. And it's a really supportive community. Um, so you would just go to banishthebalance.com. And then you can connect with me on social. I'm on all social media platforms. MyFab Finance, uniformly branded as MyFab Finance. Okay. Um, if you want to get to the woman that is Tanya, uh, I do have Tanya Rapley on Facebook, uh, on Instagram, and Twitter. Awesome. Love it. Nice. Y'all go get yourselves educated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's here. It's here for y'all. So, yeah, I would love if anybody has any questions, they can submit a contact us form. Make sure you just put like, heard you on job log, and I will give you priority. Y'all nice. better take her up on that. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you for having me. For Ask Job Logs, guys, this is a segment where we address your career and life questions. Hit us up anytime at joblogs.com slash askjoblogs. And you can also hit us on our celly at 929-324-1090. Talk yes. to us. Get it off your chest. Mm-hmm. So, what's up? We have a question here from Aspen. Aspen says. I love that name. I know, right? Hi, guys. I graduated college this summer, and I took the first random hourly job that was Mm full-time. I was a photography major, and my job is doing product listings at a camera company. Turns out I'm barely making enough to sustain myself, and I'm currently trying to find a job actually in my field, but it's very difficult. I shoot fashion and advertising, but living in Atlanta isn't really a big market for photography unless you're shooting wedding or babies, both of which I hate. Am I searching in the wrong place? Should I try to freelance more, which is a whole other battle right now since my full-time job only allows me enough time to shoot on the weekend? Should I move to a bigger market? I'm frustrated and I'm tired of living check to check. I'm too overqualified and creatively driven for this menial desk Ooh. job. Please help. <laughs> oh my goodness, Aspen. Darling Aspen. Hmm. Um, okay, so a couple, I mean, when I was reading it, a couple of things I'm just like I side eyed a bit were um, that like you can't find photography gigs in Atlanta that aren't weddings or baby shoots. Yeah, and then like should I go to a bigger market? I'm like Atlanta's a pretty big Atlanta's market. A huge <laughs> so, so where are you going? <laughs> okay, so this is what one thing I would recommend is before you like move. Do everything you can to maximize your opportunities where you are. Mm. So I would 
one, I would look for a mentor in the mm. Atlanta area. So is there like a major photographer who is just work you really admire, who's really making moves and see if like there's a way you can intern, support them um, yeah. and learn from them to That's how great. to make the most of the market. Because the move ain't cheap. It is First not. and foremost. It is and not. establishing contacts in a new market takes some time. Right. So. And then while you're doing that, I would also, if you are adamant about moving, uh, to Joy's point, all that takes time. So I would start that process now. now One, yeah. exploring, like, what is the market really like? Talk to photographers there to see, like, am I just jumping from, like, the devil I know to the devil I don't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and kind of figure out, like, what market makes the most sense for you before you just up in your whole life. Yeah, completely agree. And then also, um, this goes without saying, but I'm going to go ahead and say it since you um, <laughs> just graduated college. So I don't know if you know this or not, but make sure your portfolio is tight. Like, Oh, my God, yes. You, um, you know, it's okay that you're kind of fresh out of school and starting out, but do you have an awesome digital portfolio that's organized by clients, that showcases mm -hmm. your work, that showcases a, a diversity and range in your work? Um, you know, do you have a place that's easy for people to contact you on that portfolio, to reach out to you for rates and to talk about a project? Are you pushing, you know, you're in photography, do you have a killer Instagram page that yeah. showcases your photos and has a very easy call to action back to your website so people can get in touch with you to book you. Um, are you constantly like engaging and networking other photographers in yeah. the area? I know photography is huge for meetups and um, people like to shoot together and do like all these really cool type of things. Yeah, where so you can your network. weekend should be stopped. Bull of Booked. photography stuff. Booked. And, like, I mean, you turn up your nose at weddings and stuff, but if you do well at mm -hmm. that, it leads to other opportunities. Because what is it a does. wedding but an event? Like, right. so if you turn out something amazing, you don't know who's there. Who exactly. Exactly. And you can also, you know, I think I, I've noticed a lot of photographers that we've e either vetted or tried to work with, they have a distinct style. So mm -hmm. maybe you don't like the boring traditional wedding, but you want to attract sort of the bohemian bride <laughs> and groom or whatever. Like you can, the more you start to do the work and showcase the type of client you want, the more you attract yes. what it is you desire. So yeah, I mean, you know, good luck to you. Sometimes menial desk jobs are necessary mm, to get part to of the life. next step. Yeah. Put that action plan together, go for what you want, and uh, keep us posted. All right. So next we have something from Anonymous mm -hmm. who says, Hey, Joy Marie and Courtney, I've been at my job for a little over a year. We have a small team, so I haven't been tasked with working on a bunch of things that don't necessarily fit into my job description. Uh, though it has been a great learning experience, I'm ready for a new opportunity and to possibly enroll in a grad program next fall. Regardless of if I find a new job or go to grad school, I know that I'll begin to transition out of my current role by next May or June. My current boss is already grooming me to take on a new role, and I would like to take it but feel nervous about taking a job only to leave a few months later. Is this typical for people to transition in and out of roles like that? It don't matter if it's typical. <laughs> um, no, but yeah. I mean, yes, it's typical for some people. It's not typical for other people. Like, yeah. There's so many schools of thoughts about this. Yeah. I will say, like, there are studies that show, like, the millennial generation does not, you know, mm -hmm. fear hopping from one job to the next job. And that has actually resulted in sometimes you can get, like, incrementally more pay than if you stayed at the same place for a number of years. So I wouldn't worry about the status quo. I would worry about how you execute whatever your decision is. So um, let's see. A little over a year, to me, a year is a yeah. perfect amount of time yeah. to be one place. So do not worry about that. Take the promotion because you don't know what your timeline is going to be yeah. for that next role. You don't know how long it's going to take people to get back to you. You don't want to turn down a promotion because you, you knew you wanted to leave and then yeah. life happens and the next job or grad school doesn't happen for another year and a half. And here you go. <laughs> less money because you ain't taking the promotion. <laughs> uh, I agree with all these points. Yeah. So take the promotion. Put together the action plan. Um, if, you know, that next opportunity sort of nets out faster than you would have liked and you just took the role, position it as listen. Like, um, you know, I've had an, a wonderful experience here. I did not, you know, well, maybe not. I did not know. But this amazing opportunity presented itself. This opportunity mm -hmm. is going to allow me to check 
X, Y, and Z off of, you know, what I'm looking to build in terms of my career and profile. You know, I'd like to stay in touch and I can help you with the transition. I can put together an exit plan. I can, you know, help you source and find another replacement. Mm-hmm. I know this isn't ideal, but I'm happy to do a little bit extra work to yeah. make this transition easier for you. Just to show that you're a team player, but get yours. Yeah. So we got a little something fun. We have a little game. The Return of Job Locks Jeopardy. Jeopardy adjacent for copyright issues. This is going to be cute (laughs) because I wanted to do, the theme is Young, Gifted, and Black. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Because you know what? Black History Month is all year. All year. And. We're to Whitney. Yes. (laughs) Speaking of black history. And you know what? There are people who are making history as we speak. Mm Mm-hmm. So I want to highlight them. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Okay. So how's this going to work? I am going to become that person, and I'm yeah. going to tell you about my life. Okay. My career journey to success. Okay. And then I'm going to have to And then you're going to guess okay. the name. All right. I think you're going to do well at this. I hope. I let's have see. have high hopes for these. All right. Let's see. All right. First up, <clears throat> I was born in Ghana. I moved to Colorado Springs when I was just 14. Mm. After college, I worked at advertising agencies and for brands like Ashley Stewart and PepsiCo. Jimmy Iovine personally recruited me to join oh, Beats Music. I know it. Who is it? That's my Ghana sister. I'm going to let you finish, though. Okay, give her Okay, give yes, her full credit. Give her credit. her, give her, her honor because I love her. Personally recruited me to join Beats Music because of my experience in music marketing. And after the company was acquired by Apple, mm. I became the head of consumer marketing for iTunes and Apple Music. Queen. Queen Bozema St. John. Yes. Who I love and adore and putting it into the universe, I hope, can come on the show. Um, yes. But she is phenomenal. I love her. Okay. Talk about women in tech, minorities yes. in tech. Trailblazer. And you know what Center I like about stage. her, too? She has such a fiery personality and is completely unapologetic. Like, catch her... Um, Billboard Woman Executive of the Year. Was that the award? Really? Yeah, she was awarded, like, I think it was Executive of the Year or Woman Executive of the Year by Billboard. Catch that speech, y'all. Tears. Tears. Love I'm her. put that in the links. Yeah, and she's super young and yes. fabulous, and I love her. Yay! Okay. okay. I feel See, good. I told doing, you. Yeah, right. It's You're young. Right. It's like current. It. It's of the time. I like okay. this. Cool. All right. Next. I'm so tempted to do this in an accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try. Sorry, London. Here we go. <laughs> Let me do it. Govna, it knit. Here we go. I am 29 years old and was born in Tower Hamlets, London, to Ghanaian parents. For Ooh. my drama school graduation project, I wrote and starred in a one woman show. The pl- she doesn't sound like this. No. I sound like the Dowager <laughs> Countess. <laughs> let me, okay, let me keep it real and I'll okay. play her. The play was produced by several theaters. And two years later, was picked up to be turned into a television show in which I star, write, and produce. Mm. After its first season, this is going to give it away, my performance mm. earned me a BAFTA for yes. Best Female Comedy Performance. Yes. Oh, my gosh. What is her name? It's Michaela. Yes, Michaela Cole. Yes, yes, yes. Of Chewing Gum, which you put me on to. Oh, God. I love Epic. Epic. So good. Fun fact, I used to have a British accent. A real Oh, one. that's true. I cannot <laughs> conjure it back up. But I had one of Girl, those be six shameless. years old. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Okay. I love this game. Yeah. So, and if you haven't watched Support Her on the Please. Netflix, she's amazing. Chewing Gum is the show. Mm-hmm. I think they're in season two on the UK. Hopefully it comes to Netflix soon. Very soon. Ugh. Love her. Okay. Next up. Um, all right. I grew up in South Jamaica houses in Queens. Hmm. In 2012, I left my position as head of business development at Foursquare to launch my startup, a tech business disguised as a grooming company. In 2015, mm. I raised $24 million to expand my company and inked a deal with Target to mm. sell my flagship product. It has to be Tristan Walker. Has to be Tristan Walker. Has to be Bevel. Tristan Walker. Mm -hmm. And I actually didn't know all of that, but when you said, like, which might be sad, we don't have too many that, like, 
you know, have risen and, and landed those major deals. But mm-hmm. when you said Target, I was like, has to be Bubble. Yeah, yes. So it was Tristan. And it was fascinating to, like, read more about him. Like, he started, I mean, of course, he started in South Jamaica, Queens. Mm. But um, I think he said, like, he credited going to this great school in New York mm. that really shifted his trajectory. Nice. And he goes on to, like, amazing schools. And I think he took, this shows you, Sometimes you got to have a big picture. He took like a thousand dollar stipend wow. to work at Foursquare, like wow. in the early stages. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And then he became the head of business development Come on. for these slaves. So. Amazing. Tristan Walker. Kudos to them. And I have one more. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm three for three right now. Yes, you so are three for feeling three. Feeling good about this. Okay. This is just a way for me to like hire investors. <laughs> <Right>. really. <laughs> hire all of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, at 11 years old, I rose to prominence after I launched a hashtag in a big book drive in response to being tired of reading about white boys and their dogs. Ooh. (laughs) Yes, from the mouths of babes. (laughs) I smashed my goal collecting over 4,000 books about black girls. Mm. Now 12. This is a slay. You know who she is. You probably don't know her name. I don't know but her name. But the Slay, now 12, I'm currently working on a zine for L.com. Come on. And have inked a book deal of my own with Scholastic. Come on, girl. What? So and that, you want me to tell you? Yeah. It's a, so I know it's the girl who it. Obama has recognized mm-hmm. her and everything. She's phenomenal. Don't know her name. Yes. Her name is Marley Diaz. Yes. And you know Marley. Mama is just. 12. 12. <laughs> oh my god y'all are just i love the kids y'all are just doing it listen so don't let anyone tell you what your trajectory is mm. no limits yes smashing good time mm-hmm. so much fun thank you to tanya for joining us yes thank you to all of y'all for listening every two weeks <laughs> first and 15 thank you so much yes as y'all know you can hit us up anytime on the interwebs we are at jawblogs or jawblogs.com where you can find the episode description mm-hmm. and all the show notes Courtney. and follow me around the places at cleave out loud i'm hey miss parker and one last thing before we go. Yes. Something simple. All y'all make a budget. Make a budget. Use mint if you need to, but account for every penny of that check that comes in. Figure out what you want to do with it this and week. start taking control. Tweet us when you do it. Mm-hmm. See y'all. See ya. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 